0: what's up and welcome to the podcast that keeps the rubber the right way down the entire time oh canada rc the podcast brought to you by reefs rc maker of quality rc products now it's time to flip it over to the boys making noise talking toys Good morning, guys, and welcome to O Canada RC, the podcast. It's your boy, Jeff, and uh, happy Halloween to everybody out there. If you are celebrating, I hope you're doing so safely. I'm pretty excited today because I'm feeling chill, I'm feeling relaxed, and we have two really cool new guests on. The last couple shows, we've uh, done some pretty good double headers, and uh, I'm really, really excited for this one. And if you saw any of the mentions on Instagram, you'll know why. Um, When I first kicked off this podcast, my hope was to have guests on from all over the world. And admittedly, we've really been limited to North America, uh, Canada, the United States primarily. But as we get the word out there, and as I start to reach out to more folks through social media, Instagram in particular, finding that there's an appetite for folks to come on the podcast. And I don't know if that's partially because of COVID, people are home, people have uh, access to, you know, a phone and a computer more than they might have normally, or if it's just maybe the podcast is getting around and, and I hope it's a combination of two. But I'm really excited because we are all over the globe today. Literally, we have Jody Eller on from New Jersey, uh, and Jody is an associate team associated team, aka racer, and um, she will be the second woman we'll have on the podcast. I'm so excited to get into RC with her. Um, we had Fleur de Lee on last week, and we talked a lot about crawling and what it meant to be a woman in this hobby. But with uh, Jody, she's a racer, so I'm excited to hear that angle, what it's like for her, sort of how she got into things. We're just going to have a fun conversation. And then we're going to hop in a boat or on a plane, and we're going to head across the Atlantic Ocean to the French Riviera. Yes, you heard that right. In France, and we are going to talk to Cedric, and um, Cedric is from... Uh, the account. Sorry, I just want to get it right. Just looking it up here. Cedric is from a Frenchman in Crawler. So Cedric, Crawler Photography. How did I came across Cedric's profile on Instagram? And he's got a really good following. Does some amazing scale photography. And, uh, he's pretty funny too. Does a lot of stuff around, uh, Halloween lately obviously, but um just a lot of really cool selfie setup photos with some scale figures and scale drivers and um I just want to have a chat with him about RC in, in France and in Europe. I mean we all know how big it is in terms of racing. Uh the racing scene in Europe is big. Uh but crawling I think is massive as well. Um I think there's elements of of, of um POV drone racing and all sorts of things. So Cedric has been kind enough to join us 5 hours ahead in France and that will be the second half of this podcast. So I'm glad you've joined us. Maybe you're carving a pumpkin or roasting pumpkin seeds, that's what we do here at uh, Castle Lemoyne. Or maybe you're just chilling out having a coffee and uh you know, hoping for the best as we look ahead into the fall and the winter here. Thanks for joining us regardless. Stay tuned. Little musical interlude coming at you, and then we are back at it here in a minute. Take care, y'all. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first segment of the weekend edition here on O Canada RC, the podcast. And as I mentioned in the intro, we are we are on an international journey today. We uh, we are popping down to New Jersey, and then we're popping across the Atlantic to France to talk to Cedric. Um, but first up, we're really excited to have our first another first ever on the podcast. This is our first female RC racer uh, in Jody Eller. She is a Team Associated and a Team AKA racer. What's going on, Jody?
1: Hey Jeff, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um it's cool to be a part of that first, you know. I love uh <laughs> I love being a part of those first yeah, ever
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's rad having you on. Um, you know, uh, we the other day we had our, our first ever female RC sort of a call Insta celebrity on where we had Fleur de Lis, um, and she's a scale crawler from SoCal. So well, um we were talking, uh, RC amigos, who's, uh, on with me quite a bit here. Um, and he's from Washington state and we we're saying, you know, we really got to represent the, the, the other gender, the, the women in this hobby, because it's something I think that, <clears throat> pardon me, we don't see a lot of, right. So, um, yeah. pleasure for, for us to have you on as a racer, but maybe we just start with how the heck did you get mixed up in motorsports and RC in general?
1: So I grew up racing motocross. I raced with my two older brothers and my dad, and that's all we did every weekend. We had Honda 450Rs. We went for the weekend just racing away and and riding. And and so that's that's where my love for, um, you know, motorsports came into play. And uh, as we got older, you know, the kids grew up, we, we started doing different things. So my older brother, TJ Eller, he found RC. Um, I went to go and watch one of his races. And as I was watching, I said, oh, heck yeah, I got to get myself <laughs> out there. I said, this looks like a lot of fun, you know. So, so he loaned me a car. I nice. went out and ever since I've been racing. So I've been racing about six years now.
0: Awesome. I was just going to ask you that, like how long has the journey been for you? So your brother, TJ, older or younger than you?
1: He's older. He's okay. older. He actually works. He works for a team associated. He's the lead design engineer.
0: Amazing. OK, mm-hmm. I tried to do some background on you. I didn't know that, but it's why we love doing the podcast because we always get some surprises. So that's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I always like to introduce myself as as me. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that, uh, you know, TJ is where he is. He, he lives in California.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, and, and because they're stationed out there. Right. Um, and I love, I love being a part of that, but I've also learned over the years to, um, kind of make my own name in yeah. the RC community. And it's really important to me. um, to you know meet my own people develop my own opinions about racing and and so and so I I really like that aspect of it
0: love to hear that and yeah you know we all have to blaze our own trails and good for you for having that clear vision and we're definitely going to get into racing I want to hear your perspective on that game uh, for sure we had John Schultz on who's uh, you know John Schultz uh, from a so team associated and enduro so yeah we we get around the industry and we talk to everybody and we you know we're doing this out of the love of, of rc so it's great to have uh, some more representation from team associated on how did you um so you, you 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 borrowed your first car from your bro you got out there and it probably gave it back quickly and said all right i'm going to do this on my own So, tell us what happened after that. That's that's my suspicion. That's my
1: suspicion. You know what's funny about that is actually I didn't give it back. I still have it as an old T5M. I have it as a roller, and I'm never giving it up.
0: That's awesome. So, before we get into RC too much, you're situated in the New Jersey area?
1: Yes. Yeah, I've always lived in New Jersey, born and raised.
0: Nice. And uh, so, how is the weather there today? We didn't get into that off the top.
1: Today, today it's not bad. I mean, it was really cold last night. It actually snowed yesterday. It was pretty crazy it's that October, you know.
0: That is nuts. Yeah, this morning we woke up to minus seven or so. We're in Toronto, so we're not far from you. Um, but yeah, so how does that, so that kind of leads us back to your racing journey. So, did you start outdoors, uh, off-road? Did you, was it, was it indoors? Like, what was your, what was your, your racing journey at the beginning? What, uh, what was your surface of choice or did you do it all?
1: My first race ever was on a carpet track. I raced ten scale for probably two years before I, I ventured into 8th scale. Um, so I raced, I raced the 10th scale for a while. And then once I moved to 8th scale, it was like a whole new world. I run for, yeah. uh, a, a local track in um, Middletown New York TNT hobbies and so this year I'm on their race team and so I've gone to um, I've gone to their tr- I went actually just was at their trophy race last Sunday uh, they do club racing in there every Saturday I'm gonna go tonight um, and nice. do some racing so I'm looking forward to that
0: so so on that too then how much do, are you traveling around the country in normal times because we know it's not normal right now, obviously,
1: but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: w- w- will you get out of state a lot or um, has that increased for you in the in the past few years?
1: Yeah, I do have to go out of state there. There aren't any tracks in New York. I mostly travel to New York and Pennsylvania. Um, the furthest I, I've, I've traveled to go to an RC race was about four three and a half, four hours. Um, I've never, I've never flown to go at, go to any of these really big races. I'd love to do that one day. Mm -hmm. Um, but for now, I mean, a local track for me is, you know, at least an hour, an hour and a half away.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's interesting, right? Up here in Toronto in the greater Toronto area, we have a similar challenge. So weather, obviously our summers are short, like I'm sure they are for you in New Jersey. (laughs) Um, And, Mm -hmm. uh, the winters are long and like our tracks are an hour between maybe an hour and a half in between. Um, I think for the hobby in general, that that's one thing I'd love to see expand. And I know it just comes with more demand and, um, this has been a strange year not helping that situation, but, um, it's nice to hear a, I will say a pro driver just, (laughs) You have to like you'll make that journey, you'll make that trip. It kind of really speaks to the love of the hobby for you. Um and on that, with women in this hobby, because I, I need to ask you this, what how do we solve this, Jody? How do we get more women involved and young girls involved in this hobby?
1: I would love to see uh, more support. I'd love to see uh, people and, you know, the, the, the current men in the hobbies support it a little bit more, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, right now, I, I feel 100% comfortable with, you know, the guys I race with going to, going to tracks, working on my own cars. But to be honest with you, in the beginning, it was a lot of, you know, hey, I'm just going to hack you. <laughs> because you're a chick on the track, Hmm. you know. And I I think if that attitude changed, um, I think maybe more women would want to come. You know, I always try to... I I always try, you know, if I see see a woman at the track, maybe if they're not even racing, if they're just going to support their, you know, their loved one or their husband or something, I always try to talk to them. I think it's really cool uh, for them to even just be there. You know, if we get more people around or, uh, you know, more women coming to just check it out, I think you'd be surprised that, you know, more more women Mm -hmm. would would want to get out there, too. You know, at least, at least that, that was, you know, that was my case. I know, I know a lot of people um, or a lot of women maybe don't have the background that I do necessarily, but you don't need to, you know, you don't need to, you just, you just need to have an open mind, pick Mm -hmm. up a remote. Listen, if you're smiling and you're having fun, then keep doing it. You know, that's really the whole point. (laughs) And, you know, we all race and we all get into our racing mentality, but at the end of the day, or Actually in the beginning of the day I always try to remind myself, you know, listen, I'm here to have fun. I'm gonna go out for my qualifiers and I'm gonna walk off the driver's stand with a smile. You know, this whole past eight scale season I, I've nice. I've I've done that and I've had my best season yet, you know.
0: Amazing. You know, that's really good to hear. And, and I'm, I'll say this to all the guys out there in the hobby. And um, the last time I checked my, my listenership, it was about 95% of you. <laughs> so listen up. If you've got that attitude that Jody <clears throat> just referred to, where you're hacking on, on women or girls at, at the track, uh, get rid of it fast, quick, fast and in a hurry. Um, we need everybody in this hobby. And, and one, one thing you said, Jody, was, you know, um, well, most women may not have that background. I know a heck of a lot of guys that don't have that background either. And, um, you know, this is a lot of engineering and design and mechanics and there are, you know, just as many smart and intelligent and mechanically minded mm-hmm. women out there as there are men. Um, and I think that's an, a really good point to, to, to point out when I started in this, I mean, I got my start cause my dad was a backyard mechanic, you know, taking big blocks out of Torino wagons and, And he just told me to stand and watch, but I didn't know, I wouldn't have known anything other than, than, you know, mechanically, if that hadn't happened. So if you're listening and you're like, it's intimidating because I know it can be right when you go to a track and that the atmosphere, if you don't find someone who's welcoming, it can be very intimidating, but come on out and, and and if you're there already help somebody when you see somebody who's looking wide-eyed absolutely right? a guy or
1: absolutely a and to be honest with you every track that I've traveled to I've met wonderful people all the owners of the tracks and the hobby stores you know they're willing to help and I think that really helps you want to get more people involved and that's that's how you do it you know you 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 make you make uh, you Here in RC, I mean, we develop great relationships with people because we all have a common interest. You know, I think that's really important and that's really cool. Um, That's something that I've always greatly appreciated with RC is the community. I mean, racing can be uh, pretty intimidating, you know, for for someone new to come to a new track and not really know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. and, And, yeah, they can go out and have fun and, you know, but once it comes down to racing, I mean, we all we all must feel that adrenaline, that nervous feeling before we go out for a race, you know, and 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 I'll, I'll tell you what the most, you know, one <laughs> oh, of the yeah. best feelings for me in RC is having support, having somebody cheer you on, you know, having somebody give you give you tips like, hey, I see you blow in that corner. You know, try to do it different, try to do this, try to do it this way, you know? And so that's, that's really cool. You know, this, the support, if we can all support each other and, and even if it's just coming off the driver's stand and saying, Hey, Hey dude, you did a nice job. You know, it feels really nice. It feels really nice to hear.
0: Oh yeah. I remember my first time going up on a stand and, and shaking like a leaf, like not showing it, but inside the heart's pounding. And uh I remember there was one guy beside mm. he just he just leaned over and said, "Hey, man, just have fun and like he could tell it was my first time up there, and you're right it's um it's like anything else in life, right you want to do good, and if you can add some positivity to somebody's experience, whether they're on the driver's stand or I
1: always try to you know when they're coming off the driver's stand, hey, you know, give them a pound and tell them good job you know 'cause it it feels i know I know it feels good and and for me <laughs> it it also feels good to to so nice. give support as well.
0: So let's get into platforms a little bit. So um, what what cart you're running? Associated, obviously, B six point two. I think. What other uh, rigs are you running?
1: Yep. So I have two two nitro <laughs> uh, nitro cars. I actually have the RC eight B three point one, and I put the point two conversion parts on it uh, for this season. Um, and I also have the the new Truggy nice. uh, nitro Truggy. So, yeah, the, oh, they've been great. They've been great. I mean, I, nice. last season, I ran Nitro Buggy and E-Truggy. And E-Truggy, I always considered it as my fun class. You know, I wanted to really be competitive with Nitro Buggy right. and, and everything like that. And, and E-Truggy, I always thought about it as my fun class. And it was, you know, it really was. But this last season, switching to two Nitro cars, it really helped me excel in both classes rather than just having, Oh, mm-hmm. Hey, this is my fun class. And, and, you know, this class, Ooh. I'm going to try to, uh, you know, be better and be more competitive. And I think that's just personally for me, switching between driving a nitro and driving an electric car. It's, it's a lot different and the, they were you know, polar opposites.
0: So what, it, so that's interesting, right? Cause they are, I've dabbled in nitro and I'll be
1: honest
0: <laughs> with everybody listening. I don't have the patience <laughs> and I think, I think if I stuck to it, I'd be rewarded mm-hmm. because I've seen at how first like nitro is so much fun from, if you want to get real simple, just the simple brap that you get off that car <laughs> when it's going, uh, you know, there's so many elements about it. It's like working on a real rig. And, um, but you mentioned nitro you think has made you a better driver i think it's what do you mean by that what is it about for you
1: throttle control i mean you know you you go out there in an electric car well hey you know if you if you mess up Mm. your corner before no big deal just just rip the throttle you know and you can make it you know but nitro you can't you need to you need to keep your rpms (laughs) up you need to keep your corner speed up more you know and when you do man i'll tell you what it's like the best feeling in the world. (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh
0: that's awesome yeah you know what that's that's amazing right like it's in in this hobby I think a lot of us and and I want to get your thoughts on this are gluttons for punishment and hard work we want to put it in we want to get better and if that means just repetition repetition and fighting it and until you get it I think You know, that's a common thread that runs in anybody in RC, whether you're a basher who likes to do big air jumps or, or you're a racer, right? Like, is that a PCU? Are you very like, obviously, obviously you're competitive because you love to race and you come from that background. Um, but how much of a perfectionist are you? How much how much room I, do you give I I give myself a lot of room. You know, like the past mistakes.
1: I I would I would tell you over the last two years I've learned to not be hard on myself with racing, um, and my best races have have come out because of that. You know, because I'm not hard on myself. You know, listen if if I have if I go out there for a qualifier, and I didn't do you know what I think for my potential, then I don't beat myself up about it. I just go back out there for my second qualifier and just try to do better. And having, having that, um, that nice. kind of laxed attitude <laughs> about it makes your time it, you have a better time, but also in the end, I think yeah. you, you come out on top for yourself, you know. Um, another thing that I've had to learn to separate is you, know, other people watching me drive. Nice. I used to have a hard time with that. I really did. I used to get nervous i used to I used to not really <laughs> uh, pay full yeah. attention to my car if I knew you know oh this 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 guy's a really good driver and he's out there marshaling my race. you know oh, I have to do good, I have to impress people that's that's not it you know and and so I've learned to disconnect myself from that um, and and only only focus on me how I feel with the car if i if yeah. i end end my race or my practice session feeling good, then you know nothing takes that away
0: that's awesome and that's good that's good hidden advice for people um blank black them out if you can like I always think of Disney cars <laughs> I have kids where uh lightning McQueen just goes you know closes his eyes and goes he goes, "I am speed <laughs> and it sounds funny, right? Like I've got little ones, so it, it works in my world. But to your point, right? It's so there's a couple things in there. You're mm-hmm. not if you crash, no one's getting hurt most times, <laughs> unless you hit a Marshall shin. Uh, these aren't these aren't one. <laughs> I've been on both ends of that. I've been on both ends of that, um, and so no one's getting really hurt, and you're not one to one cars, and this is you want to talk about sports being teams or individual. This is very much when you're up there, it's a, it's a very internal and individual sport. And if you can block it out and just enjoy what's happening with your hands and the connection to the vehicle. Yeah. I think that's great advice for people, right? Especially new, 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 new folks up on the stand or people watching from a distance, thinking about giving it a go. So real cool stuff there. Um, You know what, this is uh this has been fantastic. And I want to, kick your brain more in the future for sure. So I really hope you'll be amenable to coming back on the podcast when I fix the connection issues, uh, listeners, hopefully don't even realize it after the editing, but, uh, Jody, uh, we want to thank you for your time. Uh, you know, having our, a having a racer and I'm not, you know, regardless of the fact that you're a woman, I think you've given us some of the most insightful things around racing. And I I definitely want to get deeper into that. Um, we want to follow you on Instagram. So anybody who hasn't followed Jody, we're going to give her a plug here. So we got Jody Eller. That's your handle on Insta. Are you on anything else, or people can follow you?
1: you can find me on to, Facebook uh, to watch you. Um, I'll be on there and posting my races, and you know you can see where I go. Awesome. Yep. Yeah
0: sure you you're amenable to people have questions absolutely they want to know you know tips about racing i'm sure you'd be happy to answer them jody thank you for your time stay warm in new jersey we hope the indoor season goes good for you and uh keep on doing what you're doing you're uh, a great ambassador oh, thank you for very sport. much thank you very much and, i enjoyed uh, our conversation you know, keep it up Okay, guys, welcome to the weekend edition here on O Canada RC, the podcast. And as I mentioned in the intro, pretty excited to be hopping across the Atlantic Ocean today to talk to our next guest. It is Cedric uh, from, let me get his handle right, a Frenchman in Crawler. What's going on, Cedric?
2: Hello, everybody. Um, It's it's going well. It's going fine. We are back into lockdown in France uh, because of the COVID situation. And um, I'm from the um, French Riviera, close to Nice, close to Monaco, in the south of France. That's
0: yeah. that's a, that's amazing. And Cedric, you know what? Um, I think everybody listening will be very jealous of that. Um, the closest I've ever come to the French Riviera in the south of France is uh, probably Greece, which is not that close, I don't think.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's in the Mediterranean Sea, it's yeah. not that far, but it's still, it, it sounds like... A, um vacation uh vacation destination for me
0: yeah Still. yeah i was I there on my i was there on my honeymoon 16 years ago so yes very much so <laughs> well, okay okay yeah so cedric um this is amazing uh as i mentioned to, to the listeners that we have somebody from uh, europe and in france specifically to talk about rc because um most of my guests are from obviously from canada i'm in uh toronto ontario which is you know Toronto is the biggest city in Canada, but um, most of my guests are from the United States and from you know I have a lot of people from Quebec here in um, in Canada that are into RC, but we've never had somebody on from Europe. So how let's just start right at the beginning. I think first of all, how did you get into this hobby and how long have you been in it?
2: I haven't been into this hobby for for very long. I think uh, I bought my uh, my first crawler in. Uh, Uh, Was it November or December uh, 2019? So last year, a few months ago. um, I went into crawler because I've been watching uh, videos, uh, maybe on Facebook, uh, maybe on Instagram, uh, some random pictures. And uh, it started itching and I was wondering, (laughs) what is it? You know, I I think we all had uh, RCs when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about uh, this uh, slow moving cars. <laughs> what was the fun about it? <laughs> and suddenly I decided to to try uh, and bought a TRX four uh, oh. RTR. Nice, because nice. Uh, it's been a long time since I built a car, so I, I bought it uh, ready to race. And it, it has been my first crawler. I got hooked. And uh, a few months later, when we were into the first lockdown because of the COVID, mm-hmm. uh, I pur- I purchased uh, uh, my first uh, Vanquish VS410 Ultra. Nice. Then when you get one, you you start to think, what what's about the Pro model, the Pro uh, compared to the Ultra? It's it's a story of Portal uh, to just to make it quick. Yeah. So I decided to buy uh, a second Vanquish, the the Pro model. Okay, then that, that's tree crawlers, and then I went um, to uh, the Model Festival in France, which was not cancelled. Uh, all the all the events have been cancelled in France. All the concerts, all the conference um, for working purposes or for leisure, mm-hmm. but this one has been maintained. So I went to my first crawler festival ever, and there I met a, a French company called uh, HobbyTech. Yeah. Um, they're doing uh, one caller. It's not their specialty. Uh, they are more into uh, competition, uh, um, um, TT racing. Yes, um, yes. Like, like, like the, the girl, uh, Jody, I think you interviewed, um, who is running for Team Associated. It looks like that. But okay. they have one caller only model. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing some uh, photo shooting for them, and they gave me one.
0: So, are you? So that's awesome. So I, w- I have a couple questions in there. So, uh, the model festival, or uh, is it uh, is that the proper name? Model festival, of France. Yeah, yeah, model okay. festival. Yeah. Um, so is that like a giant um, convention of um, every type of sort of uh, modeling, not just RC? Tell us a bit more about that festival.
2: Uh, it was it was about crawler mainly this year. Last year the model festival was a competition in different areas with mm. judges and points. Uh, but it has been, as, a, as far as I understood, a very complicated to run uh, for the organizers. Mm-hmm. So this year, they decided to make it just for fun, no competition, no points, no judges. And they concentrated on the crawler uh, world. Nice. So it was crawler only this year. Okay. And um, they set up a big uh, and long uh, trail with um, hundreds of gates to pass, <laughs> and um, everybody was like uh, scattering and and going into the forest and and doing their own way with their friends, mm-hmm. it, and there was also a night uh, a night session which was crazy in the forest. That's, it, it, that's it that sounds really
0: that sounds really cool. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, no, no, no. It no, kind of no, no. sounds it can, sounds a little similar to Proline by the Fire that they have in the U.S. here where people get together and uh, bring all their crawlers and have competitions. And it's just about community and whatnot, but um, getting into a forest and having hundreds of gates on a course sounds amazing. Um, My son and I recently, I recently just bit the bullet as they say on, on crawlers. We just got two minis with the SCX 24s Um, and we're building tracks around the house because it's getting cold out here now, but um, that sounds incredible. So, um in the past then the the model festival you you mentioned they they focus on different things i guess some years it's on off-road racing some ro- some years maybe on road racing but crawling crawling was this year is crawling is the popularity of it in your mind growing uh in europe or in france um what's what is the most popular mode of rc i
2: think i think crawler it's a uh, it- uh, uh, in gaining popularity because it 's something you can do um, with your family the the father can have one the the son can have one, your daughter can has one, uh, have one mm-hmm. have one and um, you can crawl together because it's not it 's not much about competition. I know about the Sorka organization in the United States, but in France we are not organized like that. There mm-hmm. has been as far as I know some ultra fort uh, Rock climbing competition in France and in Europe, mm. but, but crawlers with a scale aspect of the body of the cars, which give you points and are taken into consideration, etc. etc. Um, it doesn't exist as far yeah. as I know. So it's yeah. more a family thing. It, yeah. um, tracks us with the TRX4 is selling a lot um, mm-hmm. because they are RTR. I know that uh, Axial uh, also is is big in the game and um, doing some RTR version that people can buy for Christmas or for birthdays. And yeah. if you're more an aficionado, if you're more into the hobby, you can buy a rig that you could build it yourself. Yeah, but it's it's getting bigger, I think, because there's nothing about competition into it, and mm-hmm. uh, and the public uh, thinks it's, it must think that it's easier to get into it than going on a racetrack being limited yeah. to a club et cetera et cetera you can go everywhere with a crawler
0: yeah no that's and that's been our experience here too and i think that's the big the big appeal for me in crawling is um the ability to modify and customize rigs uh with scale uh, and, and if, you, if people haven't seen your instagram feed they should take a look um some fantastic models some some fantastic photography that you've taken and uh and, and you're a photographer by trade. Is that your your day job?
2: No, not at all. I, I work oh, into okay. ga- ga- gate automation. I sell yeah. uh, gate systems for, uh, uh, you know, in front of your house or for your garage door.
0: Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, so, I would, I would, I would say that you you have a pretty good future as a amateur photographer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, crawling again. Getting back to that, it's um. That's the big thing here. Like I love. I love, so I love what you said about the family aspect. We, we talked to a lot of people on the podcast and everybody who's into crawling. We talked to um, actually a, a, a woman from California. Uh, her hash, her Instagram handle is Fleur de Lis, ironically. Yes. We're, we're talking mm-hmm. to you from France. <laughs> uh, and um, she said the same thing. She got into it with her husband who was into racing, but um, the scale crawling or just crawling in general yeah, you know, you can go on a hike and you can crawl with your kids. Anybody can crawl because the speed is so manageable. The accessibility exactly. the accessibility mm-hmm. to a trail or to uh the terrain where you can go is pretty much wherever you want, uh depending on the scale you're running. Um, but yeah, that's what I think is so appealing. And and I know with my son, he we popped the hood on the SCX twenty four and I'm showing him, you know, the undercarriage and I make him plug in the lipo. I make him, you know, uh, charge it. I make him understand, you know, the <clears throat> the mechanics of it and the responsibility that goes with it. So, yeah, crawling is amazing that way. I think it's a great entry for people into the hobby.
2: Yeah, sometimes the kid think it doesn't go fast enough because they are <laughs> they would be they would be more into bashing, you know, uh, with uh, some tracks of slash or whatever. But yeah. with crawlers, you break less parts. And, and as you say, it's more manageable uh, regarding the speed. I have a friend of mine. He has two kids. <laughs> he lives, uh, he's a uh, single uh, divorced, and he has two kids. And uh, his youngest kid uh, has um, four years old. He's four years old and he's mm-hmm. driving his own rig. <laughs> he, he's on axle. He's, he's driving very carefully, very slow. So when we're yeah. on the trail, sometimes we have to wait for him because he's very slow, because he's four years old. But mm-hmm. he, he doesn't make any mistakes. He goes slowly. There is no stress. Um, yeah. So you maybe, yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Sorry. So, yeah, that's amazing. Four years old to do that. It, when you said no stress, that really keyed in for me. It's, it's almost like, you know, there's a big kick in the world for everybody to be more mindful, right? And we talk about meditation and taking time like that. Quite frankly, you could look at this as very much a type of meditation. And I see my son stand over his scx twenty four and we set up a course and he's very meticulous he's eight and he's very meticulous about not you know not uh, tipping over uh, you know the the entry angle to his front tires when he's coming up on on a on a climb I really look at it and I find it relaxing to watch him and the focus that it takes for him I think is is really doing something along those lines what do you think about that
2: uh, for sure, that's better than video games and shooting <laughs> and killing people. Yes. Um, yeah, the technical aspect of the of the crawling is um, yeah, getting you focused uh, when you're mm-hmm. doing it, and you can see it also that after a few hours, when you get you start to get tired and you start to lose concentration, you will tip over, you will make mistakes. Mm -hmm. um because you're losing concentration after a few hours so i think it's a good exercise for kids
0: too yeah absolutely and um i think like um so when we look at um so yeah we're going to be talking to jody eller she um actually uh if you're listening to the podcast um she will be up she will have been up first so you will have heard her just before cedric here um but um You know, when I, I'm into racing, I like to run, I have a TT01, a Tamiya on road, which Mm -hmm. is almost vintage now, but we have a good class of racers here because it's, it's kind of a fun level playing field when it comes to racing. But when you look at racing in general, um, as much as I like it, I, I do agree with your comment earlier where, uh, in Canada, in Toronto, the tracks that you can access are few and far between, um. My home track is about a 20-minute drive. I'm lucky. For some Mm. guys, they're driving an hour and a half to two hours one direction to race for a few hours and then to come home another hour and a half to two hours. Mm. And if you have any other commitments in life, (laughs) be it family, uh, social life, work, that's a lot of time to commit, right?
2: Yeah, it makes things difficult. Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fun and all, and it's great, but... If you're looking for maximum time to enjoy a hobby, I mean, I, you really have to take that into uh, consideration. and um, again, I think it speaks to the 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 amazing part about crawling. Um, Cedric, I wanted to talk a little bit about your brand because when I find people to talk to, um, so some people I talk to in the industry, you know, there are names that people know, um, Frank Root I've had on from TL.R we talk to some big designers and whatnot, but I like to talk to everybody in RC because I love to get that perspective. And again, that's why it make, makes it so exciting talking to you in, in France, because it's that international um, lens, but your logo is, is rad, man. Like, how did you come up with that? Is that your design? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Okay. <laughs> when I get into crawling a few months ago and uh, I wanted to get some exposition on the, on the social media, I started mm-hmm. to talk with my daughter and uh, my daughter had opened uh, an insta account uh, for my dogs because uh, in fact when I go crawling I take my dogs for a walk with me and with the car mm-hmm. and the dogs they had 1000 followers on their insta page <laughs> okay <laughs> that that was crazy for two uh, flea bags that are sleeping all the time on the couch they had like 1000 followers so I asked her uh, some advice and she told me listen dad you have a an Insta account for a few years now. It's been like a sleeping account. I was doing nothing on it. And then Mm -hmm. she said, it's using your own name. And you put a picture of you on the Insta account, so it's going to interest nobody. So I started to figure (laughs) out uh, a name instead of my own personal name. And then I asked a friend, uh, a Swedish friend called Magnus uh, from Sweden. Um, He made the logo. Oh, he wow. designed it, he sketched it, and and he vectorized it for me. So thanks, Magnus, uh, for doing the logo, and it, it started like that: a
0: name a- uh, and a logo. That's awesome. And does Magnus have an Instagram account? Is he into RC as well? Oh, Magnus is in
2: it. It's an old friend of mine from Sweden. He's he's in everything. He's oh. doing. Uh, he's been doing paintball guns. He's been doing slingshots. Uh, he's been <laughs> doing um, how do you call that things for fishing? Um,
0: oh, like angling, like fishing, yeah,
2: yeah, like moving things that you put at the end of the line. Uh, he was doing it by hands. Um, yeah. He's a very he's doing everything, designing on computer, uh, creating products uh, uh, um, as a leisure. Uh, he's not doing that professionally, but he's yeah. uh, he's able to do everything. Uh, RC, also, he, he's been doing uh, mini mini Z.
0: Oh, nice!
2: Uh, I don't know how you say it in English. Yeah,
0: mini. mini well, Z. mini in Canada it's mini Z, but yeah, I, mini no, Z. in Canada in Canada, it's mini Z. In the United States it's mini Z. Which yeah, of whatever. course. Okay, so he, took, <laughs> he took me into
2: uh, into mini Z a few years ago, uh, like uh, maybe ten years ago, and uh, um, I, I was I knew him because I was a, a pro uh, paintballer. I've been oh, traveling a lot of paintball, but now I'm really too old for that. So I quit <laughs> and it, and I went into crawler. Nice. And I put all my effort and my concentration in, in that new hobby now. So I started to do pictures when I was uh, doing some uh, trail outings with friends. And uh, I, I learned a lot uh, from other Instagrammers. Um, my favorite Canadian guy is Matt from uh, Scale Builders Guild. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know he's Canadian and he he gave me some uh, amazing uh, advices uh, on his YouTube videos. And um, yeah, I learned a lot from all these guys.
0: That's awesome. There's a couple of things in there I want to unpack. So yeah, uh, Scale Builders Guild, uh, Matt, big shout out to him because his channel and his content is incredible. Um, I need to have him on and talk to a fellow uh, Knucklehead there. That's what we call each other here.
2: Yeah, he's he's helping everybody, giving advice to everybody uh, on editing photos, uh, how to film, how to build. Uh, It's incredible. Uh, Him, uh, Matt and Josh uh, from Harley Design uh, are two guys uh, which are very, very present on the on the YouTube scene, and they help a lot the hobby. I think
0: that's key, right? That's the main reason why I even do my tiny little podcast is because. Um, I think in this hobby, it's small, even though it's global, it's still very niche. And, and I think it's important to just share with people because I think we need to grow it. Right. And if you've listened to my podcast, I always say that it's, we want to get young kids into it. We want to get, you know, dads and sons and dads and daughters and mothers and daughters into this hobby. And, um, I'm really happy you, you, you mentioned that because it seems to be no matter who I talk to around the world, it's, um, that's a consistent thing in people's minds around this hobby. Um, there was something that you mentioned. So Magnus, first of all, let's get back to him. So I have an uncle who lives in Orebro, which is in Sweden. So it's a small world, small connection. And I'm not. Sure, I know that they. I know that they wouldn't know each other because that's like saying, "Hey, do you know Jeff from Canada?"
2: It's just. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a village in Sweden, in fact.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool um and i think it's really cool that i'm calling you in in um the french riviera and you're referencing somebody who lives in sweden and i'm in toronto it's like a giant triangle and it's really neat again it's about the community there um with the pho- photography or video or scale or whatever you're into with rc i think that's something that gets overlooked a lot right we see rc we see big bashers we see big monster trucks um and and I wanted to get your thought on that. Um, how, how much of this hobby for you is about the design aspects of it?
2: I think, I think it, it's, it's quite, quite important. Uh, you, have, you know you have different categories in, into crawlers. Uh, some categories are more into uh, performance and less about uh, aesthetic. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I think uh, the design... Uh, and all the aesthetic and the scale aspect uh, is is seducing a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. for sure. I think it's fun because you can put your style on anything, right? And your style can be different from anybody else's, um, which is evidenced by your logo again. I, I and you were talking about that, so um, and that's pretty cool. I noticed in your Instagram feed, you actually got some hats made up.
2: I I had some what?
0: Some hats. some some oh. caps. Yeah, some hats, yeah, baseball some- caps.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I sent one to Matt, and I sent one to, to <laughs> Josh also. They, they wore it during their last uh, uh, YouTube um, uh, uh, show. It was kind of fun to see my uh, French cap on their head. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I did that for the fun of it, um, to start to act uh, like a brand, uh, yeah. even, if I'm not, even if I'm not selling anything.
0: Yeah, no, it's cool. I noticed that post, and I... Um... I saw that that you had asked which one looks better in the hat. I thought that was pretty funny. Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely.
0: Yeah, a great design though. Again, and um, similarly, I've done the same too, just for fun, right? Just to um, not, not not looking to profit at all off of any of this. Um, I have a friend who lives uh, ten minutes from me. His name is James. He's his his hashtag or his handle is uh, Toronto Leisure RC he does a lot of painting and design. So again, kind of like my, your Magnus. I have a James. So it's,
2: uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think all, all the inspiration came from Matt's, uh, what he did uh, with scale builder guild, um, and his logo and the fact that he was sailing on teesprings, springs, uh, some caps and some stickers and some t-shirts. And because his logo is awesome, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, it gave me the idea to follow the same path.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, um, I want to know what's next for you in scale. So uh, Christmas is coming, uh, the holiday season, time to buy yourself a gift. What would be next for you uh, on, on the crawler list? What's uh, hot in your eyes?
2: Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, with with the two Vanquish rigs, uh, at, at the moment, uh, I feel that I have the best uh, uh, regarding uh, technical capacities uh, crawlers. Um, you, you could, of course, uh, upgrade the, the chassis with some uh, custom-made uh, chassis mm-hmm. and keep all the all the actual mechanic. Uh, other than that, I'm more into bodies because what I think is I have a good base for my rigs and now I can swap and change bodies. So normally I have some bodies waiting in line uh, at uh, Eric uh, from Suits. Scale paintings in Maryland. Uh, he is doing the bodies for me, uh, but he has a lot to do. Uh, a lot of body <laughs> to paint, so I'm line, like everybody else. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I like uh, changing bodies so I can make different photos. If I take a photo all the time the same rig, it would be mm-hmm. boring.
0: you uh, were. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, you get your bodies done in Maryland, in the United States.
2: Definitely, uh, nice. I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not very good at painting. I've been doing. Uh, two bodies myself in fact they got un- as many likes as the one from eric uh <laughs> so that's, that's the funny thing but uh, when you look at eric's work he's very good at weathering uh, lexan bodies i think Amazing. i think a lot of people can weather um abs hard bodies yeah but when you start to talk about lexan and i need lexan for my rigs to to stay uh, Competitive uh, and and be able to crawl and climb. Uh, I want a light body, but I mm. want to look at scale. So um, Eric is doing an amazing job. You have also a Danny Win creations. Um, he is from Australia, and wow. um, I, have- I have some pictures taken of his uh, bodies because he has a partnership with HobbyTech. And when I went at the model festival um, at the on the HobbyTech booth, they had a few Danny Win bodies available and I I shot them in picture and uh, I got one myself uh, and I can tell you that Danny is doing some amazing crazy weathering job even if the one I have is not automated it doesn't have like a singing monkey or a fire gun working <laughs> the crazy he's doing on his YouTube channel uh, but still the way he paints uh, this guy has like golden fingers or something <laughs>
0: That's amazing. See, now we've gone from uh, New Jersey to France, uh, back to Quebec, to Maryland, and to Australia. So, yeah, uh, this is this yeah. is incredible. Yeah, if if anybody listening, uh, make sure you check out those accounts too. By the way, because again, we're all just about sharing and uh, the community from around the world on a lot of these guys. Yeah, I've played with Lex and Bodies myself. It is a true art. There's a lot of guys out there. Uh, Matt Brace, who's MR Custom Painting uh, on Instagram. He did one of my bodies. Yeah, man. You want to talk about Golden Fingers. Um, Him, uh, Bradley Farmers, another painter I've had on, and he does all of the box art for uh, All Horizon Hobbies, which is the big hobby store in the States. Sure. Um, These guys have a skill that I I hope if I come back in another life, I, I can paint.
2: <laughs> I wish I wish yeah you, yeah. you also have the RC uh, patina guy he is doing yep. some very good work he's been doing some amazing power vegan uh, recently um yeah there are some artists around uh, oh. expressing themselves on on bodies for sure
0: yeah and again I, I I I agree with you um I love the rigs and I love driving but I almost love wrenching and and uh the design aspect a little bit more so when I hear you say that you want to keep the bodies fresh, you have a stable rig. I think that's a good philosophy. If if that's what you're into, for sure. Listen, um, Cedric. Before I let you go here, um, we had Jody on earlier, um, and I have to ask you the question around uh, women in RC. So not a not a lot in terms of uh, when I'm on Instagram in terms of the you know the split between men and women. What are your thoughts on 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 the importance of this hobby not just expanding to women but you know with kids and keeping it alive like um I'm sure you would agree it's important but do you have any other thoughts on that
2: I I, I can see through my Instagram statistics that only like uh, 4 or 5% of my followers are are women so mm. uh, that's that's the truth there is a, a little interest uh, from from mm. women uh, from girls uh, to mechanics and to RC, some mm-hmm. likes it. For sure, if you're if you're not basing uh, everything on speed, you will get more girls uh, into it because yeah. you take your time. Uh, you can design the body. The as you said, aesthetic aspect is important. Um, so you you will get more girls into it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's kind of cool because. <clears throat> again like guys i think some of us like crawling and some of us like speed and some of us like it all um it's interesting and i i really hope that we can expand this hobby uh, a little more that way my daughter is 12 uh, it was her birthday yesterday she always asks me if she can use my scx 24 so i think that's a good sign so we'll go with that too
2: <laughs> mm, definitely definitely
0: it was it was very nice to meet you
2: and uh, to hear from you and uh i'll be I will make myself available anyway anytime uh, if you need to talk or to to have some news uh, from the French market uh, to see how it goes here
0: that would be fantastic, Cedric. I would love to connect with you more frequently and talk about um, hobby tech and what's happening in Europe and in France uh, with the r c industry. I think it would be really refreshing for the listeners to hear something about uh, something other than north america so uh, I appreciate your time and um, uh, I was going to try to say something in French but I might embarrass myself. <laughs> never uh, mind, never mind. Let's uh, let's yeah, I, let's, let's let's just stop on a high note. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> maybe one of my goals
2: uh, in, in the crawler uh, one day will be to travel to United States maybe at a, a pro line by the fire or something like that, big event like that because it would be yeah. it would be fun uh, to come with a, a French man in crawler uh, branded um, body uh in the oh yeah blue white and red uh, color of the french flag and come to an american competition uh it would be really fun take pictures over there uh, do a podcast with you uh,
0: oh, a, that'd be amazing. meet man. a lot
2: of celebrities over
0: there it would be fun well that's cool man one day i'll definitely t- uh yeah for sure one day when things get back to normal right yep um Cedric, it was a pleasure having you on. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Jeff. Definitely be in touch. We'll definitely be in touch and have you back on 100%.
2: For sure. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye.